Yeah, heck, you get in, yeah. He molded over. He thought about it. He wondered what to do. You've had one of those things, right? They kind of got in your brain. You had a challenge, a crisis, an obstacle, a situation, and it just kind of ate at you because you weren't really sure what the right thing to do was. He thought about it all the time. It was one of those things that he couldn't get away from. It was a problem that wasn't going to fix itself. He thought about it while he ate. He thought about it while he was with his family. And he thought about it while he was alone. He thought about it while he worked. And he laid down on his bed. And he stared at the ceiling. And he thought about it. Reluctantly, he finally decided that he knew what he had to do. And so he made his decision. And finally, he went to sleep. And then, then Joseph had a dream. And in that dream... An angel of the Lord came to him. And the angel came and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Long before he got carved up in wood and sat on our fireplace, or in plastic and put on your front lawn, you know, <laughs> Joseph was just an ordinary man. An ordinary man who was stuck in a situation that he didn't know what to do about. He didn't know what the right way to handle it was. He was, well, we don't really have the right word for it. I mean, engaged is the closest thing that we have, but it's more like engaged with paperwork, okay? Like, if Joseph broke the thing off, there was going to have to be some like deals made in the community to make everything right again. 
But he was engaged to this young woman. And you know what? It seemed like it was just going to be that marker point in a person's life where they get married and they begin their life together and it seemed like everything was just going to be fine, right? It seemed like just kind of the normal thing that people did. And then the text tells us that she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. And i got to tell you, that seems like a very short phrase that doesn't really tell the whole story, right? How did that play out in the community, huh? Because I kind of get the feeling that it was more like she was found to be with child and like nobody else knew it was, quote, from the Holy Spirit, right? Isn't that a way it kind of seems that it played out in the story? In fact, one of the weirdest things about this story to me is that, uh, so we get two different accounts of it. We get the, uh, the version here in Matthew that we're reading, which kind of tells Joseph's perspective on the story. And then in Luke, we get the version that comes from, uh, that comes from Mary's version of Mary's perspective of the story. And they each get these different visions. But what seems weirdly to be true in the story is we don't ever get a conversation between the two of them. And it seems like this whole thing might have been a whole lot easier if Gabriel had just come when they were together sometime. Is that fair? Instead, what it seems like happens is that Mary gets the news first. And then it seems like, very reasonably, I might add, she keeps it to herself. I mean, eventually it's going to come out and be public and eventually this is a story that's going to be told and eventually we all know that uh, Mary's child is the Christ, the Son of God. But nobody else really knows that in the beginning except for Mary, really. Even, even Joseph. And the way the, the, way the story's told from Matthew's side, the, from, from his perspective here in Matthew's version of the story, is that he doesn't actually get the word until after it's become clear that she's pregnant and after he's decided, he's wrestled with it, and he's decided that he's going to have to walk away from that relationship. He doesn't get anything before then. And that strikes me as a very sad and lonely place that he had to kind of go through that wrestling. See, up until this part of the story, Joseph's just your normal guy with a normal plan for his life and a, a normal, ordinary kind of way of thinking about the world. The text says that he was a righteous man, okay? But at least up until this point, he doesn't seem to be a righteous man with any particular insight, you know? He's just trying to do the best he can. Until he had the dream. And it's the dream that set his life into a different kind of motion. It's a dream that uh, an angel comes to him and, and says, tells him that the child that is in Mary is from, from God, right? And that he's going to be a savior and they should name him Jesus. All this, all this stuff and... 
And when Joseph woke up, the whole world was different because of that dream, right? And the dream wasn't just, it wasn't just a moment where it's like, hey, um, you know, I've got to figure things, some things out. The, the, the situation, I have to figure out what to do. Now, now the situation was different. It was, God has spoken, what am I going to do in response to God? And that's a different situation, isn't it? See, and the way the story goes from here is that the text tells us so simply that when Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. God speaks. Joseph responds. And because of that, everything is different. You know, if you really want to kind of begin to trouble yourself with this story and let it kind of get into your business a little bit, then you've got to start thinking about all of the different ways that God speaks to you. And you might not want to wait until there's an angel of the Lord in your dreams telling you exactly what to do. Because in my experience, those kind of places are maybe a little fewer and far between, but my experience as well, the Lord is speaking to us and speaking to us all the time. And sometimes it comes in the normal sort of way that we might expect. Where we read something in Scripture and we discern something it says for us to do or something that we need to change about our lives. And when God speaks in that way, we try to respond to it. Sometimes it comes by somebody in our community whom we trust. That they, by the Holy Spirit, give us some bit of advice or perspective that allows us to see the situation differently. And God speaks in that way. And then again, we have a choice about how we're we're going to respond. Sometimes it happens, right? You get a you get an email, right? <laughs> Sometimes it happens when you think about a memory of something that was a, a way that you um, that frames the way that you want to be in the world. Sometimes it's by somebody's example. Sometimes it's by dreams. You know, last night, I can't believe this happened, by the way. I don't always remember my dreams. Last night, I had a dream, and it was right as I was waking up. I think this is why I remember it, because Kelly woke me up and said, hey, it's, it, you, you got to get out of bed. <laughs> and at that moment, I was having a dream where I was watching a dog being chased. This was a little dog, kind of Benji-esque little dog. It was wet. It was being chased by a dog catcher that was known as high voltage because he was prone to use the taser on animals. And I was just at the point where I was thinking how the wet dog and the taser were going to get along together when Kelly told me to wake up. And babe, I would have probably had some prophetic end of that story, but I'd, you woke me up. Well, or I did have a friend who recently had a dream about a person that he was having a hard time getting along with in his life, and he dreamed that he and that person were going to sit down in his office and that he would have something to say that would start unlocking that, um, that relationship. And sure enough, the next morning, that man walked into his office, and he spoke the words that he had said in the dream, and their relationship began to turn around. Well, I don't know about the wet dog. But I actually do believe that God does still speak in dreams sometimes. 
In fact, I believe that God is speaking to us all over the place if we would just be attentive, if we would be good listeners, if we would be ready to respond. And in fact, I believe that to him who is faithful with much, even a little bit more will be given. Or faithful with little, a little bit more will be given. And I believe that the more that we begin to listen in ways that we don't quite understand, the Lord begins to speak to us more and more. We begin to see more and more ways that we can respond to what the Lord is wanting us to do in our world. After Joseph has this dream, I don't know if he had had any other dreams like this ever before in his life, but I know this. After he had this one and he, he, uh, he responded with obedience, God came to him three more times in dreams and told him exactly what to do. I don't know. Maybe if Joseph had rolled away after that first one, I kind of personally am not sure that he ever would have heard the voice again. But because he was responsive and obedient and he followed what God was calling him to do, the story goes on and God speaks and Joseph responds. is not just a one-time event. It becomes a pattern for his life. In fact, it becomes the thing that we know about his life. That when God spoke in the dream and said, take Mary as your wife, he awoke and he did as God commanded him. And after the Magi come and visit them, after the child has been born, um, it says down in, um, uh, look, look in verse 13. This is after the Magi have come and then they go, they go away again. And it says that after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up and take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And then it says, And then Joseph got up and took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. And then it says that, uh, after the whole story where the, the children are murdered. It says in verse 19 that when Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, go get up and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who are seeking the child's life are dead. And it says then that Joseph got up and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. Are you seeing the pattern? And then it says that uh, there's this change in leadership. And in, in, in verse 22, it says that when he had heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. And it sounds like Joseph is just kind of beginning to read the political headlines here. But then it says this, so that we don't believe that's all that's going on. It says, and after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. God speaks. And Joseph responds and that's what took his life from just an ordinary getting ready to get married sort of day trying to figure out how to resolve a crisis on his own kind of moment to being a story that gets told all through the world 
And that's why the carpenter ends up being carved out of wood and sat on my fireplace. See, the result of this story, as amazing as it is, is that because God speaks to him and because Joseph responds, the things that could have endangered this child, like him being born just to marry without the support of the rest of his family, or like him being murdered by Herod who was chasing him, or by remaining outside of, outside of uh, his homeland, just waiting for the right time in Egypt, or maybe even encountering danger again when he came back to Bethlehem. All, all, all of that stuff to say is that because Joseph is able to respond, the most amazing thing happens in this story. The Savior is saved. Joseph ends up playing a part that nobody else is going to be able to play. And much as Peter wants to, he wants to intervene and save the Savior later, and he doesn't get a chance to do that. Even God's own um, being is restrained in the moment of the cross from giving, call, giving Jesus the salvation that, and being rescued from that death on the cross. But in this early point of his life, before everything had played out, before the, before the role that Jesus was to serve for the world had been performed, Joseph has a hand in actually saving Jesus' life. The vulnerable, innocent Christ that was born in his home is saved. This is the way it is with people. That Christ comes vulnerable, small, an infant, just a tiny little bit of belief of a story in somebody's heart. And it's vulnerable and it's dangerous. And then somebody has to act in a way to nurture that Christ within someone. Somebody has to intervene in a way so that the small baby Christ in somebody's heart gets a chance to grow up and become the teacher become the master, the Lord, the King. And somebody has to come in and protect that small Christ. Somebody, has to, somebody else has to act in a way, the community has to act and support in such a way that what is small in a new disciple or a would-be disciple has to be protected and grown. And that happens when God speaks and his people respond. And they take care and they attend. In this story, because jo uh, Joseph responds to the speaking of God, the Savior is saved. And you know what? That might have happened in some other way too. God might have intervened in who knows how many ways in order to make sure that Christ's mission was fulfilled in the world. This is the way it actually ended up playing out, though. And because of that, not only do we have the result that Jesus' life is saved and Jesus goes on to do the things that he does, but the other important result is, is that Joseph has a part to play. And because God when he responds to God speaking, Joseph gets to be a participant 
in the mission of God. He gets to be there, uh, he gets to go along with the ride. And he probably didn't know that the ride was going to go all the way by, you know, to Egypt and back. But as soon as he says yes, as soon as he orients himself to say yes to God, whatever God asks, then Joseph is locked in to be a part of God's work in the world. He was just an ordinary guy with a problem. And then he had a dream. And he said yes. And he had a part to play. And you do too. You have a part to play in God's mission in the world. You have a part to play in the story of the Messiah that was born a long time ago, but which is born anew to us all the time. In the Savior that came into the world and that is still coming into the world. Coming into my life, your life, your neighbor's life, your friend's lives. Jesus is still coming into the world, coming to take His kingship in the world, coming to be the Lord of the world. And you are invited to play a part in that. And so maybe it is that tonight you'll be wrestling with whatever little situation or crisis has been brewing in your life. And you'll go to sleep. And maybe you'll have a dream. Or maybe you'll just resolve yourself to start listening more. And who knows? Maybe something some over-caffeinated preacher will say will start to resonate a little bit more. Or maybe you'll be reflecting on what happened in the life of David. And it'll begin to be obvious that that presents challenges for your own life. Ways of becoming more faithful to what God has called you to do. Or maybe there'll be a friend that'll call you and make us give you a little bit of advice. Or maybe it'll be a friend that just listens to you and as you start to think and reflect about what's happening in your life, it'll start to become more and more obvious. Or maybe it will be a dream. But I do know this. That when God's people are resolved to listen, I believe that God speaks. And I believe that when God's people are resolved to obey, that God wraps them into His mission and His work in the world, and the gospel is born afresh. Joseph was given a part to play. You have a part too. Let's pray together.
O speaking God, you revealer of mysteries. Speak, Lord, your servants listen. And we wish, O oh God, we desire, we will to obey you. Would you please, O oh God, give, with, give us the resolve to obey whenever you call us. Give us the attention to hear us, for, for us to hear you when you call. And Father, may your name be honored as you work your mission in the world. And whatever part you may have us to play, O oh God, may we join you in it. We pray this in the name of the child who was given the name Jesus. Amen. Hey, if there's something that the Lord has been speaking to you, and you feel like it's time for you to kind of maybe be a little more public and respond to that, uh, that's what this time is for in our service, and you're welcome to come share that while we stand and sing together.